this is really good. I would give this one like a nine, nine out of ten. A nine point nine five. Nope, I don't do half. Nine point nine five. For two reasons, I don't believe in half scores. I think they're stupid, and it makes Rob break out into a song. I don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, keep it pumping, keep it jumping. Ah, better when you start with something. Turtle Flakes podcasters. Vernon, go, go, go. Get him. Go, 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 go. Cowabunga, dudes and dudettes, and welcome to another episode of Turtle Flakes. Cowabunga! Josh has more um, energy than, or Jay Weezy has more energy than Josh and I both have combined. I'm pretty No, I'm good. I was just, it was just, uh, really? We're going to have Jay Weezy bring us in? Just, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he was he was totally gonna do an epic interview or intro, and then he heard that I was there, and he was like, "Oh, uh, yeah, man, just deflated, <laughs> just like oh, man, immediate regret, man." I don't know, I guys, I should, uh, just getting kind of flaky. You might not be able to make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, as a matter of fact, earlier this week, I was just um, organizing some folders on my computer, trying to you know clean out the desktop a little bit, and I happened to see an old video that we have recorded a little over a year ago now of Jay Weezy and I playing Turtles in Time together. And that, that was a good day, man. That was a fun time in your place. Yeah, that was awesome. We definitely got to do that again. Yeah, yeah. I remember it was hot. I remember uh, the air conditioner was tore up that day. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was hot, but we had we had a blast, man. We tried to cool off. Pizza it was... Uh... <laughs> It was, it, was, it, was, it was a good time. So anyways, I got to thinking. I was like, oh, I miss Jay Weezy. I wonder what he's up to. And I said, hey, man, how you doing? And he's like, uh, hey, you guys recording this weekend? I said, yeah. He said, mind if I come on? I said, come on. So, uh, you know, of course, I didn't check in with you, Josh, but I thought you'd be oh, cool so with it. So this is all your fault. This is all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, today we are returning to the Nickelodeon era of the Ninja Turtles. And I'm pretty excited about that because we have an awesome comic to cover. So, just for the record, we are on still on Season 1, Episode 11, Mauser's Attack. We're going to be watching that soon. Josh can get his DVD player to work. $1,000 computer doesn't play DVDs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I, if I had this on Blu-ray, I could understand because my computer doesn't have a Blu-ray player. But it's, it's like it's, I'm not asking much from it here. I'm giving it the media. Just project the image. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Yeah, I know. That's Windows for you. But... Uh, and then also we're going to be covering <laughs> issue 11 of the IDW comics. So um, really cool issue coming up. So we're, we're excited to talk about that. And we are going to be covering the Donatello, Mystic Donatello Playmates action figure from 2013. So um, one of my favorite episodes that figure is based on. So good stuff there. And also i got some exciting pickups to talk about here in a minute. But, but before I do, let me get these links out of the way. If you want to send us an email, which we've not gotten an email in quite some time. We miss you guys. And we're not on Facebook, so we never really get to talk to our listeners much anymore. And that, that kind of stinks. That's the only thing I really miss about Facebook, to be honest. So if you want to send us an email, our email address is turtleflakespodcast@gmail.com. 
We are on Twitter, at TurtleFlakes, all one word. We do have a Facebook group page where a lot of our listeners kind of gather around and, and talk. And I know Mr. T, the Thaddeus Manning himself, he's kind of carried the ball with that. He's the main guy there. We'd love for you to join the group. It's Facebook.com slash groups slash TurtleFlakes. And give us a call if you want to talk about anything Ninja Turtles. If there's a certain comic you read or a new toy or turtle pickup you got, give us a call. Tell us about it. Our number is 865-309-4875. I do have a blog, an Ninja Turtle blog, but sometimes I talk about other things, or I'm hoping to. Um, it's Rad Rob's blog. So that's radrobsblog.blogspot.com if you want to check that out. And also, I, I'm terrible at this. I, I should have mentioned this uh, on the last 50 episodes of Turtle Flakes. We are proud members of the Retro Junkies Network. So if you want to check out other family-friendly shows dedicated to video games, comics, classic movies, pinball, classic computers. I mean, there's so many awesome shows on the network. Check out our, our main hub where all the, sh- the links of the shows are. That's theretrojunkies.com. And then the last, last little thing I wanted to say is that we are proud partners with the Retro Gaming Times online magazine, which I'm, I'm proud to be a part of. That's a magazine that I've wrote for um, from, I guess, 2012. Yeah, I guess five years now. So it, basically it's an online magazine dedicated to classic electronics and classic video games. And you can check out all the issues. As a matter of fact, um, we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of the magazine which is incredible to me it's it's retro in itself so their website there is classicplastic.net slash trt for the retro gaming times so trt and that is it that's it for all the all right guys so um we'll start with you jay wheezy have you gotten any ninja turtle pickups over the last few weeks um yes so and i'm trying to i'm trying to go back and think I believe I already talked about Hyperstone Heist last time I was on. Um, did I? Do you guys remember? Oh, no, you didn't, man. No. no. no oh, so. that was on Genesis Gems. That's why. So probably, geez, it's got to be like maybe four or five years ago. I've been collecting video games for a long time. My wife and I were at a, like a thrift store or something, and we're sorting through, and we see the box for Hyperstone Heist. Pristine condition. It was like $2. I was like, oh, yes. Wow. So we grab it. Open it up. No game. No manual. Oh, no. Uh, you know what? Someday I'm going to find the game. I'm going to buy this. So I bought it. And then a couple weeks ago, sure enough, I was at a disc replay, and they had a sale going, and they had the game. So uh, I still need the manual, but uh, I ended up picking up the game for, I think, about, I think it was like 30 bucks, which is a lot for a Sega game. But uh, I think that probably goes for like 70 complete. So yeah. I'm at about... I'm at about 33 bucks so far, and it only needs a manual, and I'll, I'll be complete. So uh, I was pretty pumped about that. I really love that game. We need to uh, we need to cover it at some point. But uh, I've got to yeah. say, with the control scheme on the Sega Genesis, it's uh, actually better with, with the control scheme because you can hit one button to do the dash, which is like a really big part of the game. So uh, that was cool. And then uh, just nice. last weekend, I'm trying to set up my man cave downstairs, and... Uh, it's starting to come together pretty good, and awesome. I've got a ton of different game systems and screens set up, and uh, I was out last weekend looking for extra TVs to set up all the systems, and we were at a St. Vincent de Paul thrift store, and uh, we're looking in the electronic section, and out of the corner of my eye, I see something green, and of course, being a Turtles <laughs> fan, I had to turn, and sure enough, it was a Ninja Turtles TV. 
Oh, I saw that. Yeah, Thaddeus actually sent me a picture of you holding that. That's a 2003 one, right? Yeah, yeah, from the 2003 cartoon series. I think the TV was made in like 2009. Um, wow. There's no remote, so it's I can't get to the uh, the AV inputs. So I have to try to figure that out, but it works. So that was pretty awesome. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's sweet. And guys, I've seen Josh's video game collection. It is incredible. I mean, he has crates of, like, each crate is a different system filled with all the games for that system. And he's probably got, like, a dozen some crates, maybe even more. It's, I am, I can't wait to see it all together, man. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's, it's starting to come together. So next time, next time you come up, man, we'll, uh, we'll have to do a gaming weekend. We, we all need to get together. Yeah, definitely. That'd be awesome. Work study, you got to stop by. Yeah, no, you know, I definitely want to. I, you know, uh, me and uh, Rob Lat were talking earlier in the week about how over the next year to two years, me and Nicole are saving up to buy a new house. What I'm hoping to do is like, because Nicole wants us all to get together, because you know, I don't, I don't know really. So she's like, <laughs> okay, well, there's already one of you. Now I got to meet the other two. <laughs> Ring balance, I guess. I don't know. So yeah, I definitely want us all to get together because it would be cool to do like a live Turtle Flakes podcast episode where oh, I'd all love of to do that in one room. That was like, epic. Now we finally get to see the faces of the people we talk crap about every weekend. It's crazy, <laughs> you know, so. and it's all gonna fuel the fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. I got to doing the math. We're gonna probably break a hundred some episodes this year. So it, it, that'd be awesome if we could do it like maybe on the 100th episode all, all, us all together but that'd be amazing that'd be pretty cool and over a slice of pizza well I've, I've got two spare bedrooms so I can host yeah that's true that's true <laughs> uh, if we bring our kids we're gonna need more than two bedrooms to do <laughs> well I got, I've got a basement with couches too so if your kids can use couches oh yeah oh yeah. nice it's yeah. a two three I think I've got like four couches available so I think the most hilarious part about us all getting together was actually when we all recorded, excuse me, when we all recorded the Out of the Shadows uh, review, you two, me and Nicole, and we all talked about meeting at Josh Witt's house, and <laughs> Rob had said, bring your kids too, and it shows the differences between you and you two, because Rob was like, bring your kids, and Jay Weezy, I don't think anybody heard it, but Jay Weezy was like, how many kids do you have? <laughs> <laughs> As if to say, if you have too many, no, you can't. <laughs> you have like ten, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You know what? We have. <laughs> you can divide it and get ten. You know, you can. You know, <laughs> we have a divisible of ten. Yeah, but uh, we have half of that. So I always kind of joke with uh, uh, Josh. You know, well, it's not a joke. I mean, it's, it's the truth. They are such good kids, man. Josh, I don't know if, or Jay Weezy, I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they say goodnight to him every time we record, you know, in the evenings. They always stop by to say hi. They're just sweet kids, man. I don't know why uh, you know, Josh is so hateful and they turned out so nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what? That well, is so tell- awesome. I, I, I never imagined tell- that you would adopt kids, Josh. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you what, like, when we're recording at night and I'm recording in the kitchen, uh, the big kids, they don't give a shit. Oh, saying goodnight to me. They're wanting to talk to Rob. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> what that is. That, that really is because I don't know if you see it. Like every other five minute interval, there's a kid like trying to get into the Skype camera. Oh. 
And I'm like waving them off, and they're just looking at me like I'm just the biggest slug they've ever seen. You know, <laughs> yeah, I want to talk to Rob. It's like I don't care if you're in love with Rob. I'm doing something right now. <laughs> oh oh man, good kids, good kids. So, um, so what about you, Josh? Have you gotten any Ninja Turtle pickups over the last few weeks? Um, outside of what we talked about already, no, not really. Um, I am pretty excited. I actually found. I have uh, the original Game Boy game, the uh, Turtles Fall of the Foot Clan or something Ooh, like that. I, I love that game. I have that one, and I lost it for like a year. And like right before I was about to buy a new one, I found it in our in a kitchen cabinet of all places. I think what it was was I have an old Game Boy Advance that I borrowed from Nicole, and Grayson was trying to get at it. And so <laughs> I put it, away, put it in the shelf so she wouldn't see it, and then it was just gone for a year. No. And I, <laughs> I recently found it like a week ago, and I was playing it. I think two nights ago, I was playing it. That that's a good game. That's one of the very few turtles games I can actually beat. You know, in one sitting. I've always loved the box art of the the NES games, the Game Boy games. Um, oh, I love yeah. the Hyperstone Heist box art, and I always wanted to know who drew those uh, that box art. Who did that? I think Jim Lawson did the Manhattan Project one. I've always heard that through rumors and stuff. But, he uh, did, yeah. Oh, he did do it. Yeah. But I don't know who drew the arcade game box art for the, the second game for the NES. I don't know. I guess the first game is just a shot from the Mirage comics. Yeah. I, I think the second... Don't quote me on this, but I think the second game, the arcade port, I think that was My- Michael Dooney. Okay, yeah. It almost looks like... Um, like the Or Ryan Brown, because it kind of looks like the same art style from the Archie books. That's that what I was going to say, yeah, yeah. With, and that uh, in mixture with the original cartoon. Which is what that arcade game was, you know? Yeah, so yeah. It was based on the cartoon. But the uh, the first Game Boy game, The Fall of the Foot Clan, uh, that's an old comic book cover, too, from when they did the... Uh, that's right, I forgot. Oh, it's, it's the adaptation of the first movie. That's right, yeah. So I could probably find out who did that cover. Ah, uh, man, I, I, I forget off the top of my head. that's awesome. It does kind of look like his art style. I would not be surprised. I think that's Lawson. I'm not sure. Not 100%. Don't quote me on it. Could be, could be Eastman, too. It kind of looks like his artwork. Kind of looks like Eastman, yeah. 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 But I'm kind of wondering if I should get the other two Game Boy games, because the second Game Boy game, the uh, Return or Back from the Sewers, that was the one that I had when I was a kid, and I, I got I was really good at that game. I got really far in it, never quite got to the end of it, but I'd really like to get that. And then I want to get uh, Radical Rescue, but just Game Boy games, man, they're kind of expensive because my only option is to buy them online because there's no retro game shops anywhere around here. Um, and there's, I mean, there's not even like antique malls. Just even yard sales around here won't have anything like that. So I'm really limited to uh, the internet. And if you go on Amazon, you're going to get ripped off. And if you, if you go on eBay, I did recently get an eBay account. So I'm going to try eBay because I just don't trust eBay. (laughs) But (laughs) but I don't know. Which which game is this, Josh? What's that? Which, which one is this? Which game are you looking for? The Ninja Turtles two and three on the Game Boy. What what are the names? Is it Radical uh, Rescue? Back to the Sewers is this, back from the Sewers is the second one, and Radical Rescue is the third one. Okay, let me put these on the list. I'll keep an eye out. Oh, you don't, oh dude, don't worry about that, man. Don't worry. I don't need to buy anything right now, man. I've got enough. I've got stuff <laughs> everywhere. You know, like actually, like one thing I'm considering getting. <laughs> 
one thing I kind of want to get here we go talking about action figures is I kind of want to get the old Toxic Crusaders figures. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, because like they were Playmates made them and they made them in scale with the Ninja Turtles, so those are like unofficially more Ninja Turtle figures. Get those, dude. I think I may have an extra copy of one of these. I'll I'll check. I'll let you know if I got an extra one. It's yours. Oh, dude, you don't have to do that, man. That's I appreciate it. That's, it's it's wow. happening. It's look, happening. At, look at that, Jay Weezy being nice. What about that? He just wants <laughs> to cut That's right. That's right. Like me. Like me. I'll tell him I'm sending him Ninja Turtles, and he opens up. There's like a Barney Game Boy game in there. That'd be hilarious. Oh, God, man. <laughs> well, if you did that, and switch the internals out. Like, it'll say Turtles, and when you boot it up. <laughs> party side and seek oh yeah he puts he puts a, a new label on it he got me like bible games or something like that <laughs> just some completely terrible game well i had a pretty good week for turtle pickups this week um i know last week i didn't have anything but i think this week made up for it because i was checking my wallet kind of cleaning it out and i forgot that i had this gift gift card for mckay's bookstore which is this giant bookstore in west knoxville so anyways, it was for 25 bucks, and I was like, oh, cool, maybe I'll pick up a video game or something. So I went there, and I saw these huge crates filled with toys. Uh, so I was like, ooh, this is new. So I started digging through it, and I found a whole bunch of turtle toys here. So I've got my first cave turtle, Leonardo, and he didn't come wow. with any accessories, but a really cool figure. Love the sculpt, and it looks like, let me look at his foot here, it looks like 1992 is when these came out. So I actually remember... Or my dad bought, uh, I think, Donatello, one of the cave turtles, uh, for my friend's birthday. And I wanted it so bad, but we had to give it to him for his birthday. So I finally got <laughs> one myself. <laughs> nice. You wasn't that good a friend. Why are we doing that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I've got um, the rat. The rat's dirt bag, right? Or um, He was a mole. A mole. That's right. That's right. Um, I got him. Never had him before. So this is a 1991 release. So... The tail's missing, so you just got this ball joint sticking out in the back, but uh, still happy to have them. And I got the 2007 film Splinter, which I really, really like, and it's it's actually a little bit bigger than the scale of the normal Turtles. Um, so I got him sitting on my printer. I got a military Leonardo, and I always like looking at the dates. This is a 1991 figure two. And then last but not least... I got another metalhead. So I was thinking if, if somebody writes us a review on iTunes, which really helps us out, guys. We, we do the show for free. The only thing we ask in return is, is that – well, there's two things. Participate with us and then give us a review. Let us know what you guys think. Just and saying. send your checks to Jay Weezy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take one as well. But, yeah, if you guys write us a, a review on iTunes, I'll do a random drawing for it. And I'll send a couple of other goodies um, your way, too, along with this metalhead. But, yeah, maybe we'll do it from now till the end of August. So if anyone writes us a review on iTunes from now to the end of August, expect this metalhead and a bunch of other Ninja Turtle goodies. I'll send your way. Uh, my favorite thing here is on the last episode, Josh and I were talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lunchboxes. So I picked up. Two, the blue one that we were talking about with the, the Super Shredder yeah, from 1990. That one came with the thermos. And I also got, and it was by the same seller, so I got a pretty good deal, the white 1989 lunchbox. And this is the one that has the four turtles running away from Splinter, it looks like. And Mike Langsdale's <laughs> got a, a, a pizza. Really like the artwork in this one. I actually kind of prefer the artwork in this one just because it's in the sewer and just a lot of really cool detail here. Looks like I've got an artist name on this drawing, too. Vic Alongi? A-L-O-N-G-I. 
So I'll have to look that guy up, see if he's done any more turtle artwork, because this is a really cool picture here. But anyways, so I got those displayed on my um, speakers for my surround system in the game room now. So my son, as soon as I put him up there, he knew something was new. He pointed at him, and he's like, what are those? So <laughs> I, let him, I let him play with them. And, uh, yep, I think that's it, except for the comics. I did get uh, Universe 11 and IDW 71 this week. So I finally went to the comic shop and, and picked those up. So Yeah. Yeah, pretty good pickups this week. Not always like this. Man, it's 71, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read it, but like just based on that cover, it's like, really? We're going to be afraid of a giant frog? You know, I, I'll i probably cut this. Well, maybe I won't. I don't know. Karate I frog creatures? This yeah. Karate frog creatures. Biker mice from Mars, yeah. <laughs> I'm digging that so far, but, so, but I'm, I'm kind of tired of the Pantheon characters. It's kind of like, all right. <laughs> they've kind of just failed so many times it's like alright well I guess we're just we're overarching villain but they've been overarching for 71 issues now so <laughs> is a rat king around or I think in issue 71 because I haven't read all of it it's yeah rat king Aka and Kitsune is that it Kitsune yeah Kitsune uh, they're all they're all dealing with this like big frog character for whatever reason. Oh, okay. Alright, so guys, let's get into our uh, Mr. T's Channel 6 news here. I've got a couple of news bits, and I'll get through these pretty quick. Uh, So it says, this will be available October 17th of 2017. It is the TMNT Inside Out Director's Cut Edition. Now, if you guys don't remember, Inside Out was the five-part side series that was in the Universe comics at the very end. Um, So here's what it says here. Collecting TMNT co-creator Kevin Eastman and artist extraordinaire Bill... Oh, gosh. I don't even know how to say his last name. Sankiewicz? Sankiewicz. Sankiewicz. Thank you. Five-part story from TMNT Universe Volume 1... Now with a ton of new behind-the-scenes features. Inside Out may be the title of the story, but it's also how you're seeing the art. Get inside the creative process between two of the biggest names in comics with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Inside Out Director's Cut. Um, Witness the transition from script to art with Eastman's layouts and design notes. This is a rare opportunity to see two masters of the medium collaborate, and the Director's Cut gives you VIP access. So it sounds like it's going to have that whole story... Uh, including the artwork uh, and the layouts before it was actually touched up, and uh, like a, an adaptation of the script as well. So it looks like a cool little thing. So not sure how much it's going to be, but it looks like it'll be available on October seventeenth this year. So stay. Yeah, it's it's you can pre-order it now on Amazon, and I think it's around it's anywhere between twenty and thirty bucks. It's not much. Cool. Yeah, that's that's a that I wouldn't actually mind having that myself. Yeah, you know, I I was going to get it, but I just decided not to because I've already got the story. If you've got the first volume of the uh, Universe Collection, mm-hmm. the story's already there. So I'm right. just going to – I'm just keeping that. So. Yeah. Uh, and then another thing coming out in October, October 10th as a matter of fact, is the totally awesome The Greatest Cartoons of the 80s book. And this is the ultimate guide to 80s cartoon nostalgia featuring the art toys and inside stories behind icons like he-man the ninja turtles gi joe and and the thundercats 
I would totally buy this book if I had the money. So I'm not sure how much it's going to be, but it looks great. It's basically my whole childhood in one book. So check yeah. that out. That'll be available October 10th. I'm definitely going to get that. Yeah, that you can. <laughs> I I saw that. It was recommended to me on Amazon. Freaking Amazon! I got to stay off of that. Yeah, you know? they, they they get you. Yeah, I think I might get that just because I'm a huge animation fan. Oh, um, me too. That'd be a good coffee table book too. Just kind of keep it there. And you know what? It's the same. I believe it's the same author that put in the uh, visual history of the Ninja Turtles book that came out like three years ago. Oh, cool, cool. I believe it's the same author. So that guy knows what he's doing. Nice. Well, that's something to look forward to. And then uh, next thing, uh, this is available a little bit sooner. This is available September 12th of 2000. I'm sorry. That's not right. That date. That says 2012. I'm assuming (laughs) September 12th, 2017. Tales of the TMNT. Wanted. Bebop and Rocksteady DVD. Uh, This is Season 5, Volume 2. September September 12th, 2017. Okay. Yeah, they just had the dates wrong on my email here. Yeah, yeah, September 12th, and it's on Amazon for $15.18. Sounds good. Yeah, and that's, that's uh, going to be one of the last DVDs for the Nickelodeon series, if you so, really think about it. Yeah, I'm struggling right now because, like, I so I had to pull out all my DVDs for, for today's green screen, and one thing that I can't stand is that there's no numbers on these, right? They're just yeah. numbers. So I've got, like, Casey Jones, Mutagen, Mayhem, Ultimate Showdown, Enter Shredder, and Rise of the Turtles. I have no idea what order they go in, so I had to, like, try to look up the name of the episode and read the back of every one. Like, it's, and now, like, I want to get all of them, and they have the season one and two pack, but I'm like, well, I don't know how much that gets me aside from what I already have, and yeah, it's, it's really confusing. I think everything you have right now is season one and two, from the sound of it. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. there's I was I found there's a page on Nickelodeon, uh, Nickelodeon.wicca.com. They've got a list of all the discs. So yeah, I've got I've got all of them in order. Uh, but there's the one after all the ones I have is Pulverizer Power. So I don't know is that season two or is there are there only two seasons or that's that's like a reissue DVD. That's like a collections DVD. So oh, it's got various episodes. So like, okay, there's a couple of them like that. Yeah, and they also have. I I remember getting it at uh, Target. They had season one and two combined. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's on Amazon for twenty five. And I'm trying to figure out if I'm missing some of these. Is it cheaper for me to buy the single discs, or is it cheaper for me to buy just go and buy the whole? You know, season one and two. It's cheaper to buy the two seasons. It just depends on how many I've left. Yeah. You yeah, know, cause because like, Showdown and no Dimension X. Out seasons three and four in a box set like that. I mean, if they haven't by now, you know, are they going to? Okay. So I don't. I don't know if yeah, like like Josh, like you said, if Casey Casey Jones is the last one and that gets me through seasons one and two, that would be that would be good because then I would know I don't need to buy that. But yeah, and I wish I'd do the same thing for three and four because right now I'm I'm kind of lost and and those are the two seasons I've really not watched a whole lot of i loved uh season one and two and i just kind of ran out of momentum in in watching the rest of the cartoon series i've really not yeah. seen anything in a long time uh, except for a couple of specials like when they did the story arc where the uh original voice actors came back uh, i oh, forget the God, name I of that one yeah 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 there was a couple like that and they, they were fantastic but those that's are the only awesome ones, yeah yeah there was those were the only ones of the new series i've watched since the first few uh, seasons so definitely like to get caught back up 
That must oh. have been confusing when with Raph and Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't do a joke like that in that in that episode. It's like, why does Donatello sound like Raphael? Like, but they, but they then didn't someone, do any of that. someone could have been like, well, you know, the original cartoon did that all the time where you got the wrong voice for the turtle, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have worked. And then, then the last thing for news here, it says, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, How to Be a Ninja Training Book. This will be available on December 1st of 2017, and it is on Amazon. So it uh, looks pretty cool. I'll have to check that out. I don't really know much about it, but it looks pretty funny. I've got a quick news story, if you don't mind. Oh, please. Go ahead. Uh, coming out August 8th, IDW is putting out uh, the uh, Ninja Tur- the very first issue of the Ninja Turtles in a hardcover edition called the Teenage Mutant Ninja Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Artisan Edition. And you can pre-order this on Amazon right now. And it is a perfect recreation of that first issue. And one thing I thought was really cool about it was somebody asked uh, an IDW representative uh, why they were putting this first issue out now. And they said that basically the first issue, the original first issue is super expensive. And they wanted to put this this hardcover out. So people wouldn't have to like try to you know save up five grand so they could buy that original issue. So they wanted to put out a hardcover edition of the first issue, which they have actually scanned pages of the, the every single page from the original comic. They actually scanned in and reproduced every single page wow. and advertisement and everything in this artisan edition. And it's a, a hardcover edition that'll be out August eighth. Very cool, man. So you're gonna get it. Oh, yeah, I pre-ordered it last year. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. That's it's dedication. there, man. Yeah, good deal, man. Awesome. Hey. All right, guys. Well, uh, that takes us into our Rad Relic segment, and I'll keep this short and sweet. Um, but this is one that I think I remember as a kid. It looks kind of familiar. But I was perusing through eBay because sometimes you can find some really random and obscure classic Ninja Turtle stuff. And... Um, I was originally looking up the water bottles to see if I could find the, the one with the huge Benny straw that I had when I was a kid. Couldn't find it, but I did find this. This is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Bubble Blaster from 1988. Have you guys seen this before? No. No. Yeah, it's... um. Let me see if I can save a picture of it. What's interesting about it is Playmates didn't make this. This was done by, looks like, Henry Gordy International Incorporated. And... They're famous for making a lot of cheaper toys, like the the old dart guns you see in dollar stores, um, <laughs> like little mini puzzles. I, I know they've done some Flintstones stuff before, and I think they've faced a lot of lawsuits <laughs> because of the darts and things that they've they put out. But uh, <laughs> but what's interesting about this box art is you've got well, you've only got two turtles on the left side of the box. You've got Michelangelo and Donatello, but Michelangelo is red. Uh, or at least, you know, his headbands and his knee pads or knee bands or whatever you call them are red as well. So he's got Raph's colors. Donatello looks good. And then you got a foot soldier on the right. And basically it's this green gun with a Ninja Turtle sticker on the handle of it. It looks just like a squirt gun, but you just fill it up with, I guess, soap for the bubbles. And it squirts out bubbles. So simple huh. as that. Bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. And uh, it even shows on the front of the card, it even shows how to use it. It says... Dip wand, blow bubbles, shoot them up. Whoa. Uh, yeah, that, that last part's like, whoa, what? Yeah. <laughs> Rope City's like, I got this covered. <laughs> uh, 
so this one here, yeah, it came out in 1988. So this is right around the time that the, the first line of toys were coming out. Josh, I'm sure you could back me up on that. Maybe my dates are a little bit wrong, but... The first one, yes, it was 88, yeah. That's right, yeah, because the cartoon came out in late 87, and then the toys came out yeah. right after that. Okay. Well, this came out that same year, but it's not by Playmates. Um, mm. There's nothing on the back of the card, and it's kind of expensive. On eBay, I looked up a couple of these. The one I'm looking at right now, they want 40 bucks, and the other ones I saw were 30 So it's not that common, and the ones you find, at least on eBay, are kind of expensive. So if you see this out in the wild somewhere, pick it up. This is kind of a cool thing that's not very common. And I love to have it myself, but for that price, I just I have to pass. But <laughs> yeah, good stuff though. Uh, that is pretty cool, and I think I think I've seen it before. It looks familiar. So there you go. There's your rad relic for the for the week. Awesome, awesome. Okay, I got I got it figured out. I only needed one DVD to complete seasons one and two. Showdown in Dimension X is the last one for season two, and that's a two disc one. So I am Man. all set. It was eight bucks. No, Jay Weezy was super interested in your rad relic there, Rob. Yeah, <laughs> I was totally, I was totally dialed in. I was listening, yeah. and I was also multitasking. I was, I'm on Amazon. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, <laughs> oh I love it. You got a scratch right, and you're like this close to completing something for Turtles. You have to have it. That's true. I get. Yeah. It's like me in the um, the magazines, the TMN, uh, TMNT magazines. That's been my thing, man. I love collecting those, and I think I'm on issue three or four now you can get them pretty cheap uh, about 10 bucks on ebay but man i, I definitely got to complete that that's one thing if i don't complete anything else in my ninja turtles collection i want those magazines <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i just do yeah i'm, I'm kind of bummed out when i moved uh i lost my like my box at my comic shop because it took so long for me to get back there oh, you know yeah. they were setting stuff aside for me so i have like so many idw issues of the series we're covering this week and uh, I think I've got like, I don't know, 40 or something crazy uh, nice. from one all the way through. And then when I moved, uh, I lost my box. So it's like I'm going to have to try to track those down now. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's it's probably going to get really expensive too, trying to find those back issues and stuff. So I'm really, I was bummed about that. But, you know, someday. I went down about five, ten years from now. These IDW comics are going to be worth quite a bit of money because okay. I, I, th- I think people... Ten years from now, we're going to look back and say this is one of the greatest volumes of Ninja Turtles ever, if not the the greatest. So definitely the most prolific. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I agree. You know, and one thing I actually miss from the IDW comics or the Ninja Turtle ones is the micro series. They've not done many of those lately. Well, yeah, you know, right. I think that's because they they have universe now. They can just kind of do whatever they want with universe. That's true. That's kind of like an ongoing micro series. Yeah, true. Yeah. Which. You know, arguably, with with where the series is now, after there's been so much setup, you kind of don't have time for a micro series. So just start a new series. That makes sense, and I and I guess I'd rather have the ongoing than you know just one shots here and there. So, so yeah. uh, you know, I guess we got the winning side of that. Good deal. <laughs> hey, did she say pizza? So you live in an antique store? Yep, pizza mm-hmm. above actually. Well, I was going to give you guys a tour of the store. Ready? So, okay, guys, so today's figure that I'm pretty excited to review here is the Mystic Donatello. And this came out in 2013. And this is from one of my favorite episodes in season two. I can't remember the season or the episode number, but uh, it's basically where the turtles, they go, I think they get their butts kicked by Shredder or something like that. And then they go to uh, Northampton and train in the woods <laughs> and they have a whole bunch of crazy adventures there 
but yeah, this is one of my favorite figures. It comes with two accessories, looks like, or three, I guess. It looks like a rope, sledgehammer-looking thing, and it looks like a giant axe. Uh. And Donatello has a mask on. Uh, he's got this this robe over top of him. And as far as articulation goes, stand up with every figure. you got the ball joints at the shoulder. Uh, his head moves side to side. you got ball joints at the elbow, so his um, forearms can go in and out. Ball joints at the hip and at the knees, so articulation is always great with these figures. That's probably one of the strongest suits for these figures. And on the back of the card it says, Mystic Donatello, be immovable like a mountain. Donatello and his brothers retreat to the woods and regroup after being pummeled by Shredder and the Krang. After being visited by their sensei Splinter, Don starts wearing rocks and stones as he trains his body and mind to become immovable like a mountain, while preparing to help the turtles take back the city. So the weapons, uh, specifically they're called the hammer, the... Is it Ono Stone? Ono Stone? O-N-O? Oh, no. Yoko Ono Stone? <laughs> I'm looking at some of the other figures from this line. Um, like they have the, the mystic series of all the Ninja Turtles. Um, uh, they look great. I really, really want the Dojo Splinter. I don't think I have him. Uh, and Napoleon Bonafrogger, the, the two out of this this card here that I don't have. But uh, yeah, overall, I think it's a really cool figure. It's one of the stronger figures because it simply has accessories, where a lot <laughs> of the figures don't. And uh, overall, I would give this figure... Probably about an 8 out of 10, only because I think a lot of, and we've talked about this in length in the last episode, a lot of the newer figures are a little bit more sterile, you know, a little bit more neutral. Uh, they're not very vibrant as far as the color schemes go. But what makes up for it is the fact that at least his costume that Donatello is wearing is different. So, uh, And, of course, articulation is definitely a strong suit and the accessories as well. So I would give this an 8 out of 10. Uh, the only knock on it is it just doesn't look as colorful as it could and as a matter of fact if you look at the picture on the back of the card you see donatello has vines like these green vines all around his legs mm-hmm. and you see the vines on his legs on the actual figure but they're not colored green or like a dark green they're just part of the mold you know so um you know it, just a handful more details could have really made this figure special but overall it's still a pretty awesome figure and that is it. So I would give this eight. Let's see. How about eight Ono Stone axes out of ten? There you go. Yoko Ono Stones. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another section or section. I don't know episode because it's not really an episode. But segment? welcome back to another segment of Josh's Radical Recommendations. On Josh's Radical Recommendations, we like to cover something that's not necessarily inspired by the Ninja Turtles. Uh, because that's not all we spend money on. So, <laughs> uh, this week we will talk, and it's been a while since we've done done one of these. I know, uh, I missed it. Yeah, you know, well, it's just, for the sake of time, I just haven't talked about a lot of other stuff, but turtle-related stuff. Uh, but this week we're going to analyze, Rob and I specifically are going to talk about the Friday the 13th, the game. Uh, yeah, this is the game that came out the last, the last week of May, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so, and Rob and I have been playing it for almost two months pretty straight. This is I don't know about Rob, but this has been about the only game I've been playing uh, <laughs> since it came out. You know, I mean, like... and Yeah, this and Horizon for me, yeah. Yeah, you know, I've been trying to... I've got uh, Injustice 2 and Resident Evil 7 that I've been playing and the Resident Evil reboot, or remake, I should say. Uh, I've been trying to play those, but it's mostly been Friday the 13th. 
Uh, I've been playing that, which is insane because I don't usually play games online. And for those that don't know, this is the multiplayer online only game where you and up to seven other players can play as camp counselors and one player will be playing as Jason Voorhees. And you're just basically, if you're a counselor, you're trying to survive or you're trying to escape. Or if you're really crafty, you're trying to kill Jason. And if you're Jason Voorhees, all you get to do is just slaughter counselors. <laughs> it's pretty simple, but it's a lot of fun. And it's quickly becoming one of my favorite modern games to play because it's just so random. It is just a guessing game. You know exactly what you're going to do. And this game actually has a really interesting developments story uh, because a friend of mine named Melissa, she's actually a journalist. She was interviewing and investigating the development of this game pretty much from day one when it was called back in the day, back in the day, back in 2015 when this game was announced, it was actually called Slasher Volume 1 Summer Camp. Oh, wow. it was just, it was just going to be a video game inspired by Friday the 13th, but at, I think, probably about six months to a year into development, they got the developer Gun Media and Ilphonic. They acquired the license rights to use Friday the 13th and all of its, pretty much everything to do with Friday the 13th. They had several meetings with Sean S. Cunningham, the guy who created Friday the 13th, and they just went full bore into it. They even got Kane Hodder to do the motion capture for Jason Voorhees. They got actor Matt Thomason, I think his name is. Thomas? I think his name is. He played Tommy Jarvis uh, in Friday the 13th Part 6, which is my favorite Friday the 13th movie. Ah, interesting uh, choice. Yeah, you know, because that one, really quickly, go on a quick tangent, that is the birth of the Jason Voorhees we all know. The unkillable, True. super strong demon, you know, that Jason Voorhees is. Or Deadite, I should say. Because, you know, Necronomicon and Friday, not Jason goes to hell, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Jason's just a zombie. This is the first zombie version of Jason, you know, with part six. And I, I last week, believe it or not, actually rewatched part six. It still holds up. I really like that movie. Um, yeah, even the song, yeah, he's back. He's the man behind the mask. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the Alice song. song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's catchy. Um, it's definitely 80s, but it's catchy. I can't help it. Definitely an 80s. Well, yeah, it's Alice Cooper, man. You know, come yeah, on. That's true. He still Schools makes out. 80s metal, you know? You're exactly right. One of my uh, favorite, uh, uh, quick tangent, one of my favorite songs by him. You ever hear that song, Poison? Your yeah. poison's running through my veins. Oh, it's a great <laughs> song, great song. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 it's cool, man. Um, <laughs> so the, the basic gameplay is, it's like, it's all online, which I kind of take issue with. Because there are some toxic players on this game, man. Oh, there no are... kidding. Dude, I was playing last night, and I, I've i never... There's Okay, so like at certain sections of the camp, you have to restore power, and specifically, you have to restore like the telephone lines mm -hmm. with this fuse, so you can call the cops, and every match is 20 minutes long, but if you call the cops and they arrive successfully... You can turn a 20-minute match into a 5-minute match, you know, if you can just get to the exit and walk out of the camp. So I got the telephone fuse, and you know what fuse I'm talking about, right, Rob? Oh, yeah. 
Okay. So you get the telephone fuse and you got to go to the fuse box and repair it. But I'm on my way there and this child playing as a camp counselor tried killing me the whole time. <laughs> and, then, and then he got Jason Voorhees, his friend, to kill me. Ah, oh, see that that's the only problem with this game, you know, as, as far as you're going to have the most fun experience with this game if you work with people to try to escape. Uh, problem with that is because it's strictly online – the quality of your game depends on who's going to be in that lobby, who's going to be playing that game with you. Because yeah. I've had several instances, like you're saying, Josh, where people are working together with Jason to kill other people. And it, it kind of breaks the game. And to be fair, Rob and I totally did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> no, well, you know, I'm, I got to keep it real here. But you, know, like, you remember like the first week we were playing this game, we totally, I would just walk around and I would have you kill me. Because when you die, you can spectate other players. Yeah. And I would totally have Rob kill me, and I would just tell him where all the other counselors were. And we <laughs> did that for, like, the first two nights we played this game, and we kind of realized that, oh, this is kind of unfair to everybody else. Yeah, it, so, and it is, yeah. And it is, yeah. And it was, like, the, the fun factor of killing other counselors uh, just wore <laughs> off pretty quickly for the both of us because Rob and I are good people. We're not... <laughs> Like wow. everybody else playing, you know. <laughs> well, I had another cowbunga here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I put like cow- six in the last episode. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. Uh, yeah, I got fired up last week. Anyway, uh, you know, it is a really cool game. One thing I really love about this game is uh, the uh, the alternate Jasons you can play as. Yeah, me too. And I noticed something: you can play as Jason Voorhees from Part Two. Three, six, seven, eight, and nine, and the NES Jason. I noticed that they didn't have Jason from Part Four and Five. And if you're, if you know something about the Friday the Thirteenth series, those movies didn't have Jason Voorhees in them. They had uh, four, four. Did did it have it? Yeah, four did. Um, that's the one where Corey Feldman killed him. Yeah, remember that was the final chapter. You remember that one? I thought that was Part Three. Okay, that was final chapter. Part three is where he got his mask, and then part four is where I think that's where I mean I think that's where the series was supposed to end. Yeah, because they called it the final chapter, and I mean it looks pretty definitive. Corey Feldman hacks him to death at the very end of the the movie. Oh, and, you're right. And then I'm and then remember part five yeah. they called the new beginning, and that was the um, imposter Jason. That was the guy that was yeah. posing as him. Yeah, and then part six happened, and. Then we had Jason. We had the Jason Voorhees we all think about. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so Jay Weezy, I'm glad you're back, man. We uh, are talking about the Friday the Thirteenth game that came out a co- uh, about a month ago. Okay. Have you heard of this? It's funny. I was listening to uh, Gamers with Jobs po- or Gamers with Jobs podcast. Yeah. Um, and they were talking about it. It sounds really interesting. They were saying. Um, yeah, is that the one where you you there's a group of people that plays the counselor and then one person that plays as Jason? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to the podcast and I was like that actually sounds pretty fun and the one guy was like uh he was saying he just he has fun with it. He doesn't get scared cuz he doesn't take it too seriously, so he's always like goofing around like if he's Jason, he'll just say like ridiculous stuff like when he's creeping up on people. <laughs> Do you know what crocheting is? And <laughs> Yeah, as a matter of fact, speaking of that, what's cool is, you know, say say if you are a counselor, you you can't hear other counselors in the game. It's not like you have a mic open and you can talk to everybody all throughout the game. What you have to do is 
if you have a microphone and you grab one of those walkie-talkies from like a shelf or somewhere else in a cabin, somebody else has to have a walkie-talkie and you're able to communicate with each other. So that kind of leaves that element of isolation in the game. But what's really cool is, and I didn't know this until just recently, is you can actually hear Jason and Jason can hear you. Like say if I was communicating with somebody who had a walkie-talkie and Jason's yeah. near me, he can actually hear me. And the closer he gets, the louder I am to him. But cool. on the flip side of that is I can hear Jason too. And it was so funny because I was getting chased by this guy and he had an accent. Uh, I don't know if he was from Mexico or I, who knows, but uh, he, he just kept going, hello, I'm going to get you. <laughs> hello. I could hear him like smacking at the door and somebody go, hello. It was the funniest <laughs> thing. So, uh, you know, and then eventually he did kill me. So, uh, but it, it was so funny. But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I derailed you there, Josh. Go ahead. Oh, that was awesome. No, it was great. Um, uh, one thing that's really cool is like, there's going to be some single player content coming at the end of the summer, supposedly, cool. uh, this summer. Uh, and so what the single player content is going to be, and this is straight from the developers. They said, you play as Jason and you have specific missions throughout Camp Crystal Lake. And basically what you're doing is you're killing off all the counselors until you get to the final group of like eight counselors or however many they have. And it's basically a prequel to your online game match. So cool. Every see every online game match begins with all the counselors hanging out at like Camp Packenack or Higgins Haven or whatever it is. And you see one camp counselor walking up to all the others and he gets axed right in the back by Jason. Oh, it's bad for that guy. What's that? I said, I always feel bad for that guy. It's the same guy every time. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to ignore that. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so basically, the single player content will be everything leading up to that moment. It'll be very interesting to see what they do with it. Um, personally, I was kind of hoping for some single player content about the counselors, but, you know, maybe they'll add that. But yeah, definitely, I highly recommend getting Friday the 13th the game. I really hope we can kind of convince Jay Weezy and probably Landon oh. to, play, to get this game so we can all get a whole Turtle Flakes that would uh, be match fun. going on. Yeah, and it's what, how much was it, Josh? 30 bucks? It was $40. 40 bucks, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's completely worth it, in my opinion. Oh, uh, hands down. I completely agree. Uh, I've actually had more fun with this game strictly because every game is different you know every round is different and and of course all the items on the maps are randomized so you might luck out spawning at a cabin that has a machete and the the keys to a car to escape or you know a gas can or you might be stuck with nothing um and also you can set your preferences where you can uh, prefer to be jason or prefer to be a counselor and of course it's got the whole leveling up system um, the more you level up, you can unlock other Jasons. The more you level up as a counselor, you get certain perks like speed or endurance or being calm. So that way, when you see Jason, you don't freak out and freeze. Yeah. There, there's a lot of little things to this game I really like. And, you know, it's a game that's gotten a lot of criticism, and I think unfairly so because... Oh, incredibly unfairly because, like, it, this game was developed by a team of five people. Yeah, and, and not to mention, they have... They have given us free content, a lot of free content, just as yeah. an apology because, yeah, there were some server issues at the beginning. That's only because a lot more people bought it than they, they anticipated. 
they were preparing their service for how many people backed it on Kickstarter. They didn't realize there were going to be so many people that bought it after it's the Kickstarter. Huge. Oh, absolutely right. I, I was one that actually bought it afterwards. I actually didn't even know about the Kickstarter. They, they treated us with like double experience weekend. Um, the we got the yeah, NES Jason point. skin. Oh, extra experience points for uh, to cash in for more perks. I mean, yeah, they give you thirteen thousand experience points that weekend. Yeah, yeah. Th- I mean, this is a company that is trying to reward its players and and has acknowledged that hey, we've run into a couple of issues, but we're working on them. Here, have this free stuff in the meantime while we work on that, and we promise you we're going to give you a better product. I've been nothing but happy with this game. I've really, really enjoyed it, and really, all we've gotten so far is four maps or three maps, maybe three maps. Yeah, yeah. that's it. So more stuff's coming, um, and I've had this much fun with the limited maps already. So I, I can't wait to see the single player and the additional maps and, and what else they have in store. This yeah. is easily one of the most fun times I've ever played uh, a game online because most of the time my experience with online games is a 12-year-old kid pones me at, like, Call of Duty or something like that. Oh, <laughs> you know, I, know. I, I, I get my butt kicked every single time, so... And fighting games, forget about it. The, the 12-year-old kids are, like, the worst people to play games with. Not because, like, they can do nothing but play video games and be completely better at them than I am. Well, that I and their language. That. You know, it's, yeah, it's their vitriol. <laughs> and they're like, Child, I'm going to make fun of kids, too. Children, our future is, our future is gone, man. These kids are horrible. Children are the worst. <laughs> and he's got five of them. <laughs> and I know, yeah, I've got five. I know. <laughs> I did my research. I know. <laughs> it's cool though. Like every now and then, you'll you'll get a group that gets it uh, in the lobby, and they're all working together. Yeah. And that's yeah. when you have the most fun. When you have um, people that are communicating with each other, it's so much more fun than than you know the people who don't have microphones and are kind of out for themselves. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, guys, go Which check is that how out. I'm playing, you know, so yeah, you got to find your mic, man. I know. Well, we're going out today, so I'm going to stop by Target and I see if I can find a PlayStation 4 headset. So That'd be awesome. Hey, Jay Weezer, do you have a PS4? Uh, I do. Oh, so, oh, man, I hope you get this game soon, man. It's, it's so fun. I, ju- I just, uh, for Prime Day, though, I finally pulled the trigger on Xbox One, so I have both Ooh, platforms. Wow, uh, nice. But it was it was a crazy deal. I couldn't walk away from it. It was like oh, yeah. three games and two controllers, and it was funny. Stacy almost bought it for me. Just to surprise me, and then wow. uh, I ended up. There was one that was a little cheaper that was a smaller drive, so I picked that up. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited about the backwards compatibility with that, though, because it's yeah, I've got yeah. yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, well, but if you if you're gonna buy Friday the Thirteenth, buy it on PS4. Okay, yeah. so I can play with you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, not only that, but like they haven't, from what I understand, they haven't patched the P- the Xbox One version yet. Oh, oh really? Okay. Yeah, there was, a, there was a day one patch for, like, you know, graphical glitches and stuff like that. And then there was another patch for they're trying to uh, eliminate the people that win by glitching through the map. Yeah, so that's like, been an they'll issue. Be on, yeah. They'll spawn on top of a building or underneath the world, the game world itself, so they won't be caught. Uh, oh. So that there's there's a bunch of bug fixes that just have not been implemented on the Xbox One version, from what I understand, from what I've heard. Yeah. So if okay. I were you, I would get this on PS4. Okay. All right, good deal, guys. Well, uh, anything else you want to say about that, Josh? Uh, no, I de- I definitely hope more members of the uh, Turtle Flakes uh, audience get this game, so we can all get together and play together. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, email us your uh, you know username if you want to get up, and maybe we can all play some some Friday Thirteenth together. That'd be awesome. 
Hello, violators. You're in Casey's comic classroom. Prepare to be screwed. Okay, guys. So today's comic book is uh, we're, we're returning to the IDW series, and um, you know, with Nickelodeon episodes or that we do. We usually try to go in chronological order, starting from the beginning of the IDW series. So now we're up to issue 11. And for those of you who might not remember what happened last issue, bottom line was Ninja Turtles, they were hiding out in April's antique shop. I think because the Mausers, I think the Mausers had destroyed the lair. And Splinter has confronted Shredder. And Karai was actually going to take him out at the very end of issue 10. So that's exactly where issue 11 picks up. Okay, so this issue was first published on June 27th of 2012. It was done, the story was written by Tom Waltz and Kevin Eastman. Scripts done by Tom Waltz. The art, once again, Dan Duncan. I didn't realize how many he did in the early IDW run. I think he's done every single one of them so far, you know, leading up to this story here. Uh, Colors were by Rhonda Patterson. Letters by Sean Lee. Editor is Bobby Kernow. During the same time that issue 11's out, the TMNT Microseries issue 5 with Splinter, that took place during this particular timeline too. So just in case you wanted to know the uh, what else was going on at this time. So we get this big showdown between Karai and Splinter here. And Splinter, he, he does very well for himself. She goes to fire an arrow and he knocks it out of the air, actually cuts it in half with his, yeah. his sword here. And Karai is completely shocked. She's definitely underestimated Splinter here. And I like how Shredder just stands there. He just stands there the whole time, like a statue. And uh, he goes, useless girl. <laughs> so the, he, he sends the Foot Clan to attack Splinter. And Splinter, of course, he's complaining about how old he feels. But he's doing all right for himself. And then we get a cutaway to uh, the Turtles in the antique shop. And Michelangelo is out getting a pizza. And while he's on a rooftop with his pizza, he notices somebody checking in on the antique shop. And I think this is the first appearance of Angel in the in the IDW comics, isn't it, Josh? Yeah, it is. Yeah, this is the first time we see her uh, as a leader of the Purple Dragons, too, no less. Yeah, and I have to say, I actually like the older version of Angel better than the little kid Angel from the 2003 series. See, that's where she came from. Um, yeah. It wouldn't make sense the other way around. So Very true. So uh, really, really like Angel. Uh, she's spying on the turtles. But the reason she's doing that is because there's been some other mutant activity in the neighborhood that she and the Purple Dragons have not been fans of. Mm-hmm. But she thinks that the turtles are bad. So that's why she's got the whole, ga- the whole Purple Dragons gang scouting the turtles at this antique shop. And uh, at first, you think she's a villain. So we get a cutaway to April and Casey. Uh, they were uh, basically they're they're worried about Splinter oh, and okay. uh, April. April mentions the fact that she's got to get home and go to bed because she has to be at school in like two hours because she's a college. They're both college students at this point. April yeah. and Casey's whole thing is uh, she's tutoring him, and that's how they become friends. And that's how mm. they meet the and everything. Half her teacher. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then th- this is the only part of this this. Uh, section of the storyline that I don't care for because this I think that specifically is the last time they ever mentioned her as a college student or Casey as a college student. It's like what well yeah, what kind of forget. Now? Did they just like fail out of college? You know, or are they just like <laughs> gonna wallow in student debt now? You know, just Yeah, you kinda of forget about that. I actually forgot that 
you know, going back to this issue, I forgot that that's actually how they first met was uh, he was going to teach her how to fight and she was going to teach him how to, uh, or, you know, to get, she was going to help him with his grades. So Yeah, how know. to do calculus. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, what she teach me? Jeez. Um, so we get a cutaway back to Splinter fighting the Foot Clan. Awesome layouts here. Great, great action scenes. Dan Duncan does a phenomenal job. I like how he uh, stops the heart of one of the foot soldiers. He like, just puts his hand on one of their... Kalima! Uh, <laughs> and then finally, Splinter whoops up on all the Foot Clan. Oh no, Chuba! Oh no, Chuba! Oh no, Sorry. I love it. Jay Weezy's safe for another episode. All right. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. He's good people. He's good. Yeah. Oh, so oh, my probably my favorite part here of this entire book comes up here in a minute um, with the Alapex fight. So finally, after the Foot Clan's beaten, Shredder once again just standing there goes, "All right, Alapex, your turn." So Alapex goes to attack Splinter, and then. We get a great cutaway to the turtles fighting the purple dragons. And the turtles, you know, they're completely oblivious. Like, they have no idea why they're being attacked by the dragons. But they fight. You know, they defend themselves pretty well. And they eventually bring them down until Casey Jones arrives. And he recognizes the girl with the purple hair. He's like, Angel, is that you? The girl with the dragon tattoo? Oh, that great book, by the way. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Gosh. Man, Jay Weezy is Jay Salty today, man. <laughs> yeah, he, he's got he, he's always got the quips, man. I'm telling you, he's he's too legit to quip. I'm sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Man. That was awful. So we get uh, once again a cutaway. By the way, the pacing of this comic very very good, very yeah. very high paced. Love the cutaways here. Every storyline that's going on here, I care about. This is this is great. So you get the cutaway back to Splinter fighting Alapex. Great scene here. And Splinter kind of tries to get in Alpex's head. And everything that Splinter's saying is true. He's saying, look, I know you had no choice in being the mutant that you are. But you don't have to be, you don't have to fight for Shredder. You don't have to be this monster that you believe you are. And Alpex is like, I, I can be whatever I want to be. You know, I, yeah. this is what I want. And, of course, we know that's not the case later on. But early on, you didn't know that. Great, great scene between the two. Splinter compliments Alpex's speed. You know, definitely Alpex is a formidable fighter, but eventually Splinter does get the upper hand, and just great fight scenes, guys. Uh, my explanation could never do it justice. You got to go see it and read it yeah. for yourself. This has definitely got like one of my favorite versions of Splinter in it because I really like how it would have been so easy for uh, Tom Waltz, the guy writing it, would have been so easy for him to write Splinter as just like just this untouchable fighter because yeah. he's such a master, just nobody can beat him. Where like, but what he did was he treated it very realistically. Like he understands that he's old, he's tired, he doesn't move like he used to, and he's just kind of praying that he can live through the night. You know, right. you're right. You're exactly right. Yeah, he made him. He made him very relatable. He he made him a guy that yeah, he's incredibly skilled, but you know, you you get tired. You get tired. Doesn't matter how skilled you are. Yeah, and it's it's almost like his instincts kick in, or he's surviving through his instincts alone. I'm sure his body will pay for it afterwards, but uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, really, really great scene. And then we get a cutaway to um, pretty lengthy dialogue between Casey and Angel. But Angel explains why she attacked the turtles. She explains that Old Hob and Alapex have been. She describes these mutants, and we we are able to deci- you know decipher that it's Hob she's talking about and yeah. um, Alapex. 
that you know they're doing some pretty shady stuff. And she also mentions the Foot Clan. And Casey's like, yeah. or Leo goes, "You know what the Foot Clan is?" And she goes, "Yes, I do, but don't get the Purple Dragons involved in this. We we don't want anything to do with this." But at the same time, mm-hmm. she says, "But I do owe Casey Jones a favor." And we don't really know. I don't think we do. We ever find out exactly? I don't what... think we ever find out. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we ever find out what, what she owes Casey. Yeah, I, I think there was a romance there. I think there was. they had a little thing at one point. Ooh, oh. Yep. <laughs> and his hey, favor was breaking up with her. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, so, um, you know, she says she owes Casey Jones, so that's the only reason she's taking them, the Turtles to the Foot Clan's hideout. So she's taking them there, and then finally we get to the confrontation between Splinter and Shredder. And they have a long dialogue. Great scene here where um, Splinter pretty much reveals everything here. He says, You murdered my beloved Tang Shen and ruthlessly executed my, my precious sons before my very own eyes. Then you took my life without allowing me the honor, or allowing me the warrior's honor and justice only the purest combat can provide. And yet here I stand in this next life, prepared to make good on my final promise to you in the last. So great, great dialogue between the two. And Shredder is not backing down. Shredder's not afraid of Splinter. Splinter's not afraid of Shredder. Great scene. And then the comic issue ends with them right right about to attack each other. I mean, Shredder's in mid-swing. Splinter's in mid-swing. And that's how this issue ends. So it's one of those ones where you're like, oh, God, take my money. I got to buy the next one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. This is definitely one of my favorite uh because I don't have the individual issues, I got the collections here. So I've got Volume Three: Shadows of the Past, which is issues nine through twelve, which is what this whole story arc is, and it's probably my favorite one outside of like City at War or City Fall. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, because this one's just such a classic Ninja Turtle story. I mean, like it is just the turtles just being bickering, talking heads until they have to fight, and then it's Shredder and Splinter, and you know what's hilarious in in terms of the comics, Splinter and Shredder have only fought in one fought each other in one other medium, and that was only, and that was in uh, the Image comics. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's really oh, funny. That's yeah, funny. They, never, they never fought in the first volume. They'd never even met in the first volume. They never fought in the fourth volume, and they and Shredder wasn't in the second volume. Shredder and Splinter were only in the third volume with the in the Image books, and it was the only time they ever fought in the comics. You would, you would think it would, I guess, based on the original cartoon, you just, it's in the back of your mind that they fight all the time, but... In all the the right. Yeah. So, um, before I give you guys my opinion, what, what did y'all think of this particular issue? Uh, well, definitely, uh, you know, man, like I already said, I already kind of said, this is my favorite one, especially at the, at the early IDW books. This is what got me into the IDW series, was this specific volume. Uh, a combination of this one and City Fall because I hadn't really read much because I didn't really care for the first volume. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of slow. I thought it was just I didn't care for the art, but it just was firing on all cylinders with this, especially this issue in particular, where you a lot of backstory and a lot of you can see knowing what we know now, you can see seeds planted of like at least up until this point, uh, probably around up until issue fifty. Yeah, uh, being planted here in this issue, and especially the great rivalry between Splinter and Shredder uh, about to be paid off. I can't it? wait to talk about issue twelve. So, uh, yeah, 
this is really good. I would give this one like a nine, nine out of ten. A nine point nine five? Nope, I don't do half. Nine point nine five. <laughs> <laughs> For two reasons, maybe. I don't believe in half scores. I think they're stupid, and it makes Rob break out into a song. I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, keep it pumping, keep it jumping. Ah, better when you start with something. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm pull, done. Hey. Someone call me a reporter. Okay. <laughs> oh, don't get me rapping. I'll rap. Rap, rap. Rap, rap. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. I, I'm going to hang up on Skype right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what, so what about you, Jay Weezy? What did you think of this issue? Oh, uh, loved it. it awesome. Instant classic. It, the story, artwork, it's just everything you would expect it to be. I think this would probably be a really good one for someone to try to sell them on the series just to show them what it's all about and how it ties into the original story. The only thing that was kind of weird is uh, I'm still getting used to the artwork for Splinter because he looks like, I don't know, like almost a llama or like an alpaca. Yeah, kind (laughs) of, yeah, yeah. Just because, like, how big his front teeth are and his ears, uh, it's really interesting. But uh, that aside, yeah, you've got the Turtles kind of struggling internally about Leo being the leader and what direction they're going to take. Uh, you've got the age-old rivalry between Splinter and Shredder. And uh, I thought it was really cool that they they pulled in the uh, the antique shop. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, me too. And, you know, and not to mention they, they brought back, I wouldn't say a major character, but they they made her a major character, Angel, you know? Um, they brought her back from uh, the 2003 series. Eventually, she's going to become a, a huge, stable character for this IDW run, and I and that that is really cool. I, I totally agree with you guys on all fronts. I definitely agree that this would be a good starter issue for a lot of fans because... Because Splinter gives that exposition of, hey, this is what happened in the past. You know, when he finally confronts Shredder, you killed my wife. You killed my kids. And here I am reincarnated. Never thought I'd see you again. You, Oh, by the way, you even killed me. And now I'm reincarnated. And here we are. We're facing off again. You know, so we get that whole reincarnation backstory in this issue. Just real briefly, but it's there. At the same time. You get these wonderful uh, fight scenes, and it leads up to something so powerful in the next issue. You know, like you said, Josh, I can't wait till we cover issue twelve. Um, yeah, that's the big fight, and it it is pretty amazing. I would give this a nine out of ten as well. This this is just leading towards that climax of a great story arc, and and one of the first of many in this uh, in this run. So great stuff here, guys. I'm a sucker for the IDW series. I really, really like what uh, Tom Waltz has done. I mean, he is... Uh, he's a visionary when it comes to the Turtles, man. It's good stuff. Yeah, he. this definitely is the best comic series. I, I don't even think that's debatable. I think this is the best comic yeah, series. Yeah, I think most people would agree with that. I mean, you know, it's... Eastman and Laird have done. They've set the groundwork with with all the yeah. previous volumes, and I love what Jim, Jim Lawson has done to the uh, to contribute to the multiverse of the turtles. But I, I think this is firing on all cylinders and using. I th- I, of course, Tom Waltz is standing on the shoulder of giants here, you know, with Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird and mm-hmm. this yeah. universe that's already established. But man, look what he's done with it! It's such a good run, and and so yeah. many different. He he picks so many different things from so many different turtles mediums, and he makes it work. It's great. It's great stuff. And um, breaking records, too, as far as the longevity. So great stuff. Yeah. And it's super hard to do to like pay homage to stuff that's come before while injecting your own original ideas. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's it's not the easiest thing to do to make them gel, too. So. That's that's very true. Hey, Ralph, where are you going? Out to a movie. That okay with you? Yeah. Well, good deal, man. Say, we got to review a good comic, and now we're going to be watching a Nickelodeon cartoon that I don't know anything about. <laughs> I know the title is Mouser's Attack, but I can't remember this one at all. Maybe when I watch it, I'll it'll kind of ring some some memories and some bells there. But um, on the last episode of the Nick cartoon, my notes say that it was the Panic in the Sewers episode. That was episode 10 of season one. And the, the plot line for that was... Following a nightmare involving Shredder defeating the Turtles, Splinter ends up putting the Ninja Turtles in training 24-7. The Ninja Turtles soon defend their home in the sewers when Shredder orders Dog Pound and the Purple Dragons to destroy it with um, chlorosulfonic? I'll just say acid. An extremely dangerous chemical that reacts violently to water. So that was in the last episode, and this particular episode, uh, Mouse's Attack, first aired on December 8th of 2012. And it was written by Kenny Byerly. He wrote a lot of the animated adventures comics. So he was pretty prolific in, in the comic series uh, that lasted about a year. Good stuff. I don't know what's going to happen this episode. Not sure if I've seen it or not. So do you guys got yours pulled up? Yeah, I'm good to go. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and click play in five, four, three, two, one, and click. Yeah, they got a sick beat going in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, I got the YouTube feed, so mine's a little bit, might be a little bit different from your DVD ones. And a great sparring session with Leo and and Raf. I'm a little bit ahead of you. Splinter just did the Vulcan nerve pinch here. Okay. <laughs> I'm about, like, literally one second ahead of you. Oh, nice. So you'll be, like, laughing a split-second fashion we are. Okay. <laughs> You will take Raphael. You two must Okay guys, I got a question for you. Yeah. Competing with each other. Okay. Which voice actor did you like better? Do you like uh Jason Biggs as Leo or Seth Green as Leo? I like Jason Biggs better. I do too. I just think that voice suits him better. I this is me though. Yeah. It's personal preference. Gotta go with the biggie. Oh yes. You know what you know what? Like Seth. Seth Green, man, he seems like so much more of a, a Raphael uh, character. I could see that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Michael. I'm not, you know, I know everybody loves Sean Astin, but I'm just not a fan of his Raphael. I see. I like it. You don't like it? Nah, you know, it's it's fine, but it just I just don't care for it. I don't know why. That's you know, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. This is a singing episode, man. Mm, mm. That's a big mouth. <laughs> and I think it's really funny. Like, so many, there's so many different interpretations of Shredder, but they've all got one thing in common. Eventually, Shredder just kind of sits around all the time. You know? Yeah, he just like gets up. <laughs> yeah. Just like, okay. 
That is true. I gotta, I gotta watch the wheel, you know? That's <laughs> it. Yeah, I wonder what it does in his spare time. Mahjong. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, this is episode 11. How many were there in season one? Do you do all know? In the first season? Yeah. Let's see here. So you can type in Google the fastest. The purple dragon. I think there's 14 in the first season. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we're getting close to the end here. Things yeah. are building up. It seems I think there's 14, yeah. I just looked at the back of the DVDs I have here. So. Nice. I love oh, all gosh. the background stuff in these. That's I'm always, like, peeking in the background. They got, like, an arcade game, and Raph's reading a comic, and then they got, like, a tribute to the Star Trek uh, animated series on TV. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. Is that what that's supposed to be? I've never seen the Star Trek cartoon. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a tribute to that, I think. Right. I know now in the uh, Tales of the TMNT, uh, the, the fifth season, now they're uh, doing this for Next Generation. Oh, oh no great. way, really? Yeah. You are useless to me this way. Poor fish face and dog pound, man. I'm they're pretty much the Bebop and Rocksteady of, of season one. Yeah. Uh, I want some pizza now. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, me too. I'm always ready for pizza, Come man. Up, guys. Raph and I may be better fighters, but you're still an important part of this team. Hmm. As important as you two? Wow, that was a little, uh, pretentious. Yeah. yeah, Raph and I are better fighters, but you guys are still important. Like apples and oranges. Yeah, if apples were way better, which they are. So, the truth comes <laughs> Raph. You guys think of us as some kind of... B team, good one, Doctor Namenstein. We'll call What's you. What's in there? Corpse cadavers? Thanks. I mean, hey. Yeah. <laughs> no shame in it. It's it's interesting. He's got like flower patterns. Uh, Splinter does on his uh, robe. We'll kick their butts for it's kind of interesting. Yeah, he's my favorite version of Splinter, though. Yeah, so I'm awesome. the same way. Yeah, I love, especially the way he is at the end of the season. Oh man, it's so good that that whole showdown with him and uh, Shredder. What do you mean? Why shouldn't we get our phone back? One cannot predict the consequences of battle. Toils. Every. <laughs> Hey, Masters look good. Yeah, it was awesome. Leo is just like shredding them up. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's kind of cool how the Mauser design have never changed. I mean, have, yeah. they, ever, have they ever looked any different than this? I don't think so. I don't no, think not so. really. It's just a, just a really good testament to their design by uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Yeah. Um, excuse me, Baxter Stockman. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he totally, he totally just like pulled a, a Steve Jobs and stole it. That's all. Then those turtles came looking for it. Man, Dog Pound, he's super buff. No wonder he works out. <laughs> oh man. Gosh, I would love to have any one of these voice actors on our show. You think it'll ever happen, guys? Yeah, yeah, it will eventually. Ah, I hope so. Uh, Rob well, Paulson's definitely have, on the target. Rob Paulson on? No, no, I had uh, Towns and Coleman on. Oh, well, that's yeah. why you have me on the show, man. Just get the wrong information. <laughs> <laughs> well done, my pretties. There's Baxter in his pink sweater. 
Oh wow. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that he calls out that the acronym seems forced. <laughs> I was just like thinking, I was like, I really don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the original, it was they're supposed to get rid of the rat population. Say what, Jay Weezy? Were the Mausers designed to get rid of a rat problem? Yeah, they were supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, but in the original comics, like uh, that was their intention, uh, just to get paid. And then when Baxter made a bunch of them, he's like, oh, "Now I'm just gonna hold the city ransom by like just having them eat the foundations of buildings, so they'll." Topple over and kill who knows how many people right. unless I get paid. Yeah, yeah, and remember, <laughs> see, I'm kind of an animal lover, so even like seeing an animal get killed on even in comic book form bothers me. Remember, like one of the mouses just bites a mouse in half. Oh yeah, oh, yeah I was like, got, like the blood yeah. dripping. Down. Yeah, I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Wow, it's <laughs> a lot of mousers. Cute little guys. Oh, and now for a commercial break. And we're back! Now, I can't remember what's going on with the Nick series here. Is Baxter working for Shredder yet? At this point, I don't think so. I think no. this is when he starts working for him. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, cry chopped in the back. How about this? We'll make them think the police are here. We'll need a bullhorn, some flashing lights, and a siren. Operation Cop Out. Or we can make them think the place is on fire. We'll need a smoke machine, some firefighter jackets. Operation I love Mikey. He's so hilarious. Or just I know, like totally <laughs> so so innocent. We'll need... It's just it's, I think he's the one that they got perfectly, like just from the teenager aspect, just because he's the one that acts just like so much like a kid. Yeah. I really like it. And, I mean, I used to, when I first started watching this show, I thought he was just so annoying because he just won't stop messing with stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah. But that's exactly what kids are like. You know, just at a certain age, they just they just have to touch everything and do <laughs> stuff with everything. <laughs> you'll, you'll get there. You'll know. You'll find yeah, out. Yeah, someday. I'd say no. It's gotta be that stuff he sprayed us with. Going for the water tower. We better call Doug. Oh yeah. You There's always a water tower in the Ninja Turtles. Like it looks like just every every rooftop has a water tower. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like how Leo's sire actually really strong, just like cuts right through this like eight inch pipe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think they did that because like Leonardo's swords in the original cartoon just like they sucked. They just broke like every other episode. Yeah. But anytime it's a pipe, it doesn't no matter how big the pipe is, he can cut it. But if like, if he's actually like in combat, then they break. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta get that ringtone on my phone. You can. I had it on mine for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I love that ringtone. Is that Leo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Defunct Futon Factory. <laughs> I love that. That's great. I'm just, you know, checking to see if you guys need any help. We got this. We followed Fong Futon Factory. Say that five times fast. Anyway, we've got an awesome plan to get the phone back. Oh, I never noticed that the Mausers have uh, cat sounds. Yeah. <laughs> 
You know, you know what I don't understand is how can they chop through stuff? They don't have like serrated teeth. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I get that. I get that. Like their bite power is really strong, but like with the way, this is just how my brain works. With the way that you can see them like actually cutting through stuff, they don't have serrated edges. So how are they doing it? It would like crush everything. Yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. And then I realized that I'm too old for cartoons. <laughs> I watch them anyway. So. <laughs> poor Baxter. I don't have time for this. Get rid of him. And that poor Baxter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have no pity for him. This is all his fault. Explain. My mousers are destroying the turtles as we speak. Two of them at least. So he's working for Dog Pound. Who's working for Shredder? So I guess he is working for Shredder. The best. There's nothing I can all connects. Could you hack into this? Axor. Do you have to hack? He's asking him to hack into a phone. Do you have to hack into a phone? Can't you just pull a SIM card out of it? Start wasting. You'd think so to get the yeah. contacts or whatever. It's like, uh, dude, just like swipe to unlock the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Your play doesn't even encrypt it. It's like she's a teenager. It's, <laughs> it's like I can't. My, my hands are too big. It's got a passcode on it. Okay, one, two, three, four. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like what? Okay, what's Ryan Gosling's birthday? Okay, that's the code. Here we go. <laughs> doesn't Donatello? I might be mixing up my uh, TV series here. Doesn't Donatello like keep one of the Mausers? Yeah, I think so. Ah, or is that in one of the comics? I remember seeing in the turtle layer there was a mouser in the background, but I can't remember if that was this series or I can't remember. That one in the back's like, wait up! Oh, they're using the trash cans as shields. <laughs> the covers for the trash cans. Oh, it's poor Mousers. And the guy never even stopped. <laughs> I love how these Mousers keep falling all over themselves. That's <laughs> almost too much fun. Oh, did you see that? That was a cool cut. Oh. What's going on? Shredder didn't pay the electric bill again. <laughs> <laughs> that Foot Clan, you know, with the economy and everything. Yeah, they had a downturn lately. It's, it's tough they got to turn around all that merchandise they steal. That's true. <laughs> well, that plan didn't work. Worked great for me. Get the chair. I thought Dogpound has like a pseudo mustache. It's a first dash. It's like a dog with a mustache. It's like <laughs> dog sash. It's got a GPS log, doesn't it? Once I unlock this phone, we'll see every place it's ever been. <laughs> the Museum of Natural History. If that phone tells me where Splinter is, I'll have no reason to keep you alive. And if it doesn't tell me, I'll get the answers out of you. That's what I call a win. winning. <laughs> So, let me ask you guys, do you view Michelangelo and Donatello as the B-team? Yeah, I do. I mean, like, 
it's just always been that way. Yeah. Like they, even in the earliest comics, they always separated off into those two teams. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I, they kind of are, but I guess they just have different skill set. Right? Yeah, but so not, you know, not necessarily lower, like just different. Apples and oranges. Yeah. yeah. I guess they're not waterproof. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Nice. Oh, oh got him. They were in for a shocking experience. <laughs> I like how they slide across the pavement. That was that was pretty slick. Do the Mauser. <laughs> Don't do the Mauser, you'll get hurt. He's <laughs> gonna fall all over yourself. Oh, there's the ring. There it is. Busted. Are they gonna hack this phone? Oh yeah. Got the... They got the turtle shell. I love that. Oh. Oh, self destruct. Nice. Oh, he's not kitty. I love how Raph's eyes are green. Contrast with his uh, headband. Ah, uh, I never noticed that. Sweet. Yeah. Yes, one hundred. It's like us trying to download an update of or update right, of, uh, yeah. Skype. <laughs> <laughs> I feel better though. Even Baxter can't do it, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's Makes true. Must have Windows, eh? Backman? Baxter Stockman. Mr. Backman. <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they got it flying. <laughs> Hallelujah, it's raining mousers. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, I, it's the singing episode. Just like you guys were doing great. You tried fighting off 2,000 robots. Oh, don't get me started on Michael Jackson. Kind of funny, as big and uh, strong as uh, Dog Pound is, he's not really done much damage this episode. You're right! He did punch that wall. Yeah. Well, you know what? I I take issue with that, because, like, and not, like, in a negative way, but, like, if Dog Pound, realistically, if Dog Pound was that big and strong and he hit the turtles once, they're dead. They're dead. End <laughs> of series, show's over, Shredder wins. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, let me ask you guys something. Now, I've not watched a lot of Season 3 and 4. Doesn't Dog Pound eventually become Razor? Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought so. Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it controls the mousers. You mean that thing? Dog Man. Dog Man. Uh-oh. Not guessing. <laughs> oh, so the Mausers are attracted are attracted to whatever that spray was. Yeah. Which is weird because when you realize a robot's attracted to pheromones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. Oh, good shot. Oh. I hope she has apple care. Probably not. And you didn't buy the insurance. 
<laughs> she takes the pieces into the Apple Store. So what exactly happened? Well, you see, there was this mutant dog <laughs> and these Mausers. Yeah, it was really annoying. It's a whole, it was a whole thing. <laughs> You could totally explain it away. You could like go to the Apple Store and be like, "Some idiot with a droid just got mad at me." Yeah. <laughs> and they totally sympathize. Oh, those droid people! And here's a new phone. It's free. <laughs> oh yeah, Mikey's got some moves. Yeah, he's got the moves like Mikey. <laughs> sorry. Did you just reference Maroon Five? I did. I'm sorry, dude. Why? I'm not, dude, why? I don't know. I'm sorry. That is the worst band. Oh, I love that pinball machine. I like rabbit that had to be a crazy thing to animate was that pinball machine. Yeah, no just, you know, oh, yeah. All the, the lights and the ball going all over the place and the flappers and just all the sounds. Yeah. For like a 10 second scene. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? That 10 seconds was like some poor uh, production assistant's like six months yeah. of his life. <laughs> I wonder how much a Space Heroes machine would go for. So I take it that was April's phone. Uh, that's an upgrade. <laughs> yeah. I want a T-phone. Me too. Oh! Aww. Self-destruct. I like how he's dragging Baxter. There he is, Master. Baxter Stockman. Your interference has cost me the turtles and splinter. Oh, Shredder ain't he ain't happy. You should pay with your life. What would a happy Shredder be like? Oh, hey, Baxter. Uh, like a Shredder. Thanks for coming. Maybe by. not even happy, just a Shredder that's content. Yeah. <laughs> I like how they fade to like a comic book type uh, pattern at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, it looks that's great. Good. Yeah, it's a neat effect. So I, I had to duck out for a little bit, um, so I don't know the exact plot of this whole uh, episode, but, you know, from what I saw, it looked really cool. Love the Mausers. Like how they haven't changed much. Action scenes, as always with the series, are top-notch. Um, yeah. What do you, what'd you guys think of this particular episode? I think it was great because uh, you have to have a Mausers episode or issue or whatever anytime you're doing something Turtles. That's true. And with the design that they did on the Mausers, with the exception of not having serrated jaws, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't think they could have done anything better. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I, I feel like that was my fault. You're just never going to be able to unsee that now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Josh, he has that effect on people. <laughs> I do. Ha I am known as the ruiner of things. So it's... <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> so what, what, what about you, Josh? Did you like this episode? Oh, yeah, I did like this one. Yeah, it, it is a nice filler episode. It's a really cool team dynamic episode where it's just like Leo and Raphael just do not want to rely on Donatello and Michelangelo because they not because they don't trust them, but because they want to be the best. Yeah, and true. Donatello and Michelangelo just don't care about being the best. They they just want to be themselves. So it's a cool it's a cool like kind of like. Maybe I'm reading too much into this, but it's kind of like a cool commentary on identity. You know, it's just kind of like, you know, just kind of be who you are. Who cares? Huh, you know? That's interesting. I like that because uh, you, you've never really seen, like, I guess it's only in the, always in the back of your mind, you know, who, who who the A team is, who the B team is. But you've never really seen it called out like this before. And I thought yeah. that, was, that was interesting that they actually brought that to the surface. And 
And I like how, you know, what you said. I like that Michelangelo and Donatello, they don't feel the need to be the leaders. They they have their own strengths. They don't care about, you know, being the best. At the same time, maybe that's what makes them just as good as, as Leonardo. Good as and exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, good stuff. I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I thought this was better than um, the previous one, the Panic in the Sewers one. And it's, le- yeah. it's leading up to something here because now we have a confrontation between Baxter and the Shredder. Uh, and w- we know where that's going to go. You know, anytime Baxter's with the Shredder, some crazy things happen. You know, and usually Baxter works for Shredder to destroy the turtles. So some good stuff coming up. And we're getting toward the latter part of season one here. And the last two episodes of season one are phenomenal so i can't wait till we get to that so i would give this uh this episode a yeah, probably about an eight out of ten i thought it was really solid um not the best in the series or not the best in the season but still a very very good episode great one shot and yet, yet it is a short story but yet it's leading to something even bigger um with baxter and shredder here in a little bit so good stuff guys good stuff yeah definitely like it highly recommend it yeah yeah so yeah, it's great, man. Another episode in the book, guys. We're done. All right. Yeah. Later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Deuces. Deuces. Peace. Yeah. It's it's great to have both of you guys back on, and um, and hopefully you guys can be on for the next episode because, uh, listeners, we will be covering. Let me pull up my list here. Um, I think we return to the modern era of the turtles. Let me see here. Yeah, episode eighty-one. So next week. We will be returning to the IDW series again, but this time we're going to be covering issue 71 and Universe issue 11. So the comics that just came out this month. Great stuff coming up, and really don't know what we're going to do for a toy review yet. I'm sure we'll figure something out uh, in the meantime. And uh, anything else I need to mention before we go? I think that's it. San Dimas High School Football Rules. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So, Jay Weezy, we'll, we'll do this, buddy. Uh, what type of pizza are we going to have to close out another totally tubular episode of Turtle Flakes, my man? Uh, let's see. Um, what are you feeling? We're, we're going to go trendy. Okay. At least I think trendy. I'm not I'm not a hipster, so I could be, like, totally off on this. But let's <laughs> go uh, sriracha and guacamole. Ooh, that sounds good. That sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh signs off. <laughs> <laughs> so uh turtle fans uh rob rob's gonna take us out now oh unless you want to do it you brought us in you can no. take us out no you no. you brought us into this world you can take us out <laughs> <laughs> all right i got this hold on i got this. okay oh he's gonna do it oh he's here we gonna, go yeah. here we go he's gonna all right. <laughs> <laughs> i hope you right, ready <laughs> hold on bye <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on. You can't do that. that. (laughs) Uh, All right, dudes and dudettes. Well, here's to hoping you enjoy your sriracha and guacamole pizza. Cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga. Is is my volume okay? Um, You're a little high. You're a little uh, um, distorted. Hey, Josh, you uh, there, buddy? Yeah, I'm right here. Hey, Jose. Sorry about the delay, man. No, it's no problem. I, I, ah, this crap is messed up, too, over here. I have no idea why. Oh, your Skype's jacked up, too? 
No, my Skype is fine, but everything else kind of sucks. You know, just, <laughs> my, my Microsoft. Computer, like, my yeah. computer takes so long to get started. Oh, yeah. I know. Mine too. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, it took so long. Mine had updates. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's just like mine's always, ever since I got it, it's always taking its time starting up, which is fine. Uh, <laughs> because there's nothing I can really do about it. But, you yeah. Know. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, you know, and I swear it's only when we record, guys. I swear. Most of the time, I never have a problem. Yeah, it's only, I've noticed it's only when Jay Weezy's on the show with us. That yeah, I, can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Hey, it's not easy it's, being Weezy. <laughs> is uh, is my volume better? Yes, it, you sound perfect. Yeah, you sound good, man. Okay. okay I was gonna ask Rocksteady, but he told me to keep turning it down until you couldn't hear me. <laughs> you were like a little lower, man. A little lower, perfect. Lower. <laughs> oh, sweet. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of disappointed that I'm that transparent that you would just know that about me, but you know. <laughs> Take it as a compliment. I gotta respect Jay Weezy. He calls him like he sees him. Uh huh. <laughs> right now, I'm just trying to get trying to get my DVD player to work. <laughs> oh, get this! I had to actually buy that that episode on YouTube like, for two bucks. Oh yeah. For the life of me, you know, a lot of times. Grayson, when he plays, he just takes stuff off the shelf. Um, yeah. And, you know, eventually I put it all back. He doesn't actually play with toys. He just throws them on the floor and then picks another one up. <laughs> um, Dude, I have to have a kid so I can blame stuff like that on that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, that's on the list. You see, that? that's yeah, the only reason I have one. Clearly that's why you have kids, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, so I happen to open up my Season 1 Nickelodeon DVDs, and... Every disc except for disc two that had that episode on it was there. So I have no idea where that disc two is. I know he, he likes to open them up and take them out. So it's probably in another case or something or just, I, who knows, maybe behind the DVD shelf. I didn't have time to look. See, that's that's kind of the difference between, between having like little kids and older kids because like my daughters, Danica and Elsie, borrowed a bunch of my Turtles DVDs and they're just gone. <laughs> you know, just, they're gone and like if they were like two or three years old it'd be kind of cute no don't worry i'll just buy them later but now i'm just like no you go upstairs you clean your room find my you find, find my dvd stuff. yeah i better be watching cartoons in an hour I know. <laughs> oh good deal so um yeah we'll do the comic after that and then we'll do the green screen at the end what do you what do you guys say good yeah, all right if I can get this stupid thing running, I still can't get this DVD to play. <laughs> oh, no. Well. Jeez. It's just sitting here, like, I can hear the disc, like, just it sounds like it's just going back and forth in the driver. That's all. It's just, it's just sitting here going... Eh, 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 eh. <laughs> That's not good. Like, it's not even a VHS that requires, like, analog... To- <laughs> <laughs> it's tracking. Yeah, and it's tracking, yeah. Windows probably trying to scan it for a virus or something. It's like... <laughs> Well, cool. So I'm recording, so I'll go ahead and take us in, and hopefully by the time we get to the green screen, it'll be working for you there, Josh. Yeah, I think I, it, it better be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I mean, I'm fired let's, up. Let's be honest, I wasn't going to add much to this episode anyway, so, you know. Oh, sure you were. Sure. Oh. You're Josh O'Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by awkward silence. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That's usually how it goes. I mean, I wasn't going to say anything. 
corkscrew. Who's gonna take it right up to the line? Ah, uh, no kidding. No, ooh, I'm blushing over here. Jeez, <laughs> I got hot here all of a sudden. That is the one story arc where I just don't care. It was. Yeah. I think it Were your hands be... in the air? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, God. sorry. I, I loved it. That was a, a perfect opportunity. That was good. Oh hey, wait, wait, can you hold on just one second here? Can you believe this guy, Josh? Jeez, we... I know. I'm always like, hey, Rob, hold on. What a hoser. <laughs> I said please. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that that's, is, that's that good for you. I don't know what is going on with this computer, but like, I mean, it's. <laughs> I think I have to. You know what it is? I gotta update my DVD uh, player. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I didn't know was something you can do. So. <laughs> because. Because it's, all it does is play DVDs. It's not like I'm streaming off the internet with it. You yeah, know? I know. I don't, I don't, well, I, okay. Yeah, who knows? Man. Okay, I'm sorry. Please, uh, Channel Six News. My bad. Oh no, you're good, man. You're good. I'm just glad it's working. <clears throat> Didn't mean to call Vern Thompson and ruin the show or anything like that. Oh, the show was already ruined. Oh, Yoko, she's the worst. Ah, uh, it's for another podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, John Ono. Kind of the worst, too, you know. Well, yeah, they were perfect for each other. John Lennon. Yeah, yeah. He was brilliant, but he broke up my Beatles, man. You know, yeah. pretentious meets more pretentious and becomes super pretentious. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy did say he was more popular than Jesus at one point in his career, so. Yeah, he got a little bit of flack for that, I think. <laughs> Yeah, they burned records because of that. Oh, big time. Yes, they yeah. did. Which, how stupid was that? We're going to burn these records that we bought. We already bought them. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Ah, okay, I'm back. All right. And refreshed. I sent a picture to you guys so I could uh, make Jay Weezy mad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me see. When your high school friends meet your college friends. So true. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that it said that. I just saw that picture on my computer. It's on my desktop for some reason. I was like, oh, I got to send that just to make <laughs> Jay Weezy go away. So. <laughs> oh, man. We got to get him on uh, the next mutation shows. Dude, we do. He loves yeah, it. He yeah. loves it. If for nothing else, just so we could have somebody to not talk about the episode with, I can't believe that that we totally did that. I know. I feel I feel bad. Like we didn't. I mean, it wasn't a bad episode. But there was a lot of fighting. A, uh, dude, you know what? You watched that show. There was a lot of fighting in that show. Yeah, you know? yeah. And and you gotta you gotta admit. I mean, it's it's an impressive feat to to do anything in those costumes. You know, let alone martial arts. So. Yeah, I mean, if at the very least, even if the story's terrible, you know, the yeah. athleticism of the actors is pretty impressive. You know, like, how ambitious was that show, too? Did do a live-action Ninja Turtle show weekly? Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's insane. Yeah, it's Cray. Yeah. I'm sorry, no, I said Cray. No, don't say Cray. No, it's crazy. <laughs> no. <laughs> what about Bay? You love that word. No, you're an English <laughs> teacher. <laughs> You should hate these words. <laughs> I know. I, I I do it to annoy you. Oh god. I, and my wife. I go. What's up, Bay? <laughs> She's she like, goes, well, you're on the couch tonight, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, by the way, Josh, uh, Jay Weezy texted me a minute ago. I'm just going to read this real quick. Coffee is doing its work. You guys go ahead. I'll rejoin after I'm done dropping the kids off at the pool. <laughs> oh, God, dude. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. That coffee will get you. Plop, plop. This is. Oh, what a relief it is. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think we should. Yeah, because this this one ended up being a pretty lengthy show, about two hours, but it's good stuff. And I think by the time I cut it a little bit, you know, with all Josh's cuss words, uh, it'll probably be about an hour <laughs> and a half. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>